Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head -head matchups and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. Alright folks, appreciate you all joining me here today on Rowdy Dragons NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. We got some real tough matchups to work with this week. Let's jump right on into it and take a look and see what we got to work with. For starters, we got the 11 car of Denny Hamlin going up against the 4 car of Kevin Harvick. We've got a Toyota Ford battle there. Next, we've got the 45 car of Tyler Reddick going up against the 20 car of Christopher Bell. Two Toyotas, head to head. And we've got Martin Truex Jr. in the 19 going up against the 24 car of William Byron. Another Toyota versus a Chevy. And lastly, we've got the 6 car of Brad Keselowski going up against the 12 car of Ryan Blaney. A couple of Fords battling it out there. All right, we're going to take a look at their career stats and then uh, the comp tracks. Comparable tracks this week, I will tell you here shortly. Diving right on into it, looking at Denny Hamlin's career stats. He has 22 races at the track, 12 top five finishes, finishing up in the top five in 54.55% of his races. He's got 16 top 10 finishes, finishing up in the top 10 in 72.73% of his runs. He has no DNFs, 801 laps led. That average is out to 36.409 laps led per race. And his average finish at the track is 7.7. Pretty good. He's got four wins at the track. Winning up there in 18.18% of his runs. Looking at Kevin Harvick's stats. He's got 31 races run at the track. 14 of those being top five. He finishes up there in 45.16% of his runs. And he's finished 19 times in the top 10, averaging a 61.29% chance to finish yet again in the top 10. Kevin's got two DNFs at the track. That's only 6%. No worries there. He's got 818 laps led, averaging out to 26.387 laps led per race. His average finish is 12.4, and he has three wins at the track, averaging out to 9.68% of his races coming in with a win. Okay, so the comparable tracks this week, we're going to look at Darlington. We've got three races last year in the spring and the fall, as well as this season earlier in the spring. We're going to look at Auto Club. We've got two races to look at from last season and this season. We're just focusing on the next-gen car here. We've got Dover from last year and this year. Homestead, just from last year since we haven't run there this year yet. Nashville. 22 and 23 and gateway 22 and 23 we're throwing nashville and gateway in there because they're shorter tracks but we're gonna play around with those numbers on those tracks here shortly so right off the bat we've got a really close matchup here let's take a look denny hamlin after looking at the comp tracks comes in at 11.17 as an average finish position and kevin harvick a 13.67 as an average finish over all those tracks that i just mentioned Driver ratings puts Denny Hamlin at 100.28 and Kevin Harvick at an 82.98. By the numbers, Denny looks better on the comparable tracks just by a slim margin. If we eliminate the two short, flat, non-tire wear tracks, that being Nashville and Gateway, Denny's average finish doesn't change 
where Kevin gets a bump up to 10.8. Denny still has a better average driver rating at 95.8, where Kevin comes in at 83.59. That doesn't help much as one has a better finish average and the other a better driver rating. So now we must look into the speed rankings minus the two short flats of Nashville and Gateway while running in the next-gen car to see who shows better speed over the last two seasons. Hamlin is scored third with an 8.33 average speed rank. Kevin shows up 16th on the list and his average speed rank is 13th. This is a pretty big discrepancy and that's what we're looking for to make a decision. In this case, I've got to go with Denny Hamlin as when the hot summer months come around, those Toyotas perform. Rowdy's pick, the 11 car, Denny Hamlin. Our next matchup has the 45 car, Tyler Reddick, going up against the 20 car of Christopher Bell. Tyler Reddick's career stats have him racing at this track eight times, two of those being top fives, finishing up in the top five in 25% of his runs. And he's finished in the top 10 three times, averaging 37.5% up there in the top 10. No DNFs for Tyler. He has led 12 laps and has an average finish of 12.5. Still looking for his first win. Looking at the 20 car, Christopher Bell, he's got eight races run as well with one top five finishing up there in 12.5% of his runs. Two top tens finishing up in the top 10 in 25% of his runs. No DNFs for him and 16 laps led. His average finish at the track is 16. He's also looking for his first win at the track. Now looking at the comparable tracks, Darlington Auto Club, Dover, Homestead, Nashville, and Gateway. Tyler Reddick's average finish position comes up to a 21.33. Christopher Bell, a 12.42. Tyler Reddick's average driver rating comes up to 81.73 and Christopher Bell, 85.98. So in this matchup, clearly the 20 shows he is the guy to beat. Eliminating Nashville and Gateway from the equation once again shows Bell ahead in both finish position with a 14.25 to Reddick's 19.68, and their driver ratings are closer with the 20 ahead by slim margin, 83.74 to Reddick's 82.68. Once again, we'll go to the speed rankings and see who showed better speed over the comp tracks, minus Nashville and Gateway as well. The 45 is listed here in P8 with an average speed rank of 10.17 compared to Bell's rank of 11th with a 10.5 speed rank. Pretty close here with Tyler coming out ahead. So in this case, we'll take a look at the speed rankings from the last Southern 500. I'm using that race due to the extra 100 mile length. It is important to see who can save their stuff to make it to the end. Here, Seabell comes in fourth, Reddick in seventh. But to further confuse you, Reddick had a better finish of P3 to Bell's P5. Now, keeping in mind Reddick was in the Chevy last season and is now running the same power plant as Bell. Really, this one will come down to practice speeds and tire fall off. But if I have to make a pick right now, I'm leaning towards the 20 camp, only because they're showing a little more consistency with their finishes on the comp tracks. Rowdy's pick, Seabell. Okay, our next matchup has the 19 car Martin Truex going up against the 24 William Byron. Truex has 22 races run at the track, four top five finishes, finishing up there in the top five in 18.18% of his runs. He's got 10 top 10 finishes, finishing up there in 45.45% of his runs, one DNF, and Truex has 914 laps led, averaging out to 41.54 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 13.2, and he has two wins with an average of 9.09 to possibly do it again. William Byron, he's got 10 races run at the track, three of those being top five, that's 30%, four of them being top tens, that's 40%. Willie B does have two DNFs at the track, that is 20% of his runs. Laps led has him at 84, averaging out to 8.4 laps led per race. 
His average finish at the track is 16.8. He does have one win. Looking at the comparable tracks, Martin Truex's average finish position comes up to a 13.67. William Byron, 15.58. Their average driver ratings put Martin Truex at 104.04. William Byron, 95.98. So another tough matchup here shows Truex edging out Byron in career and comp track stats. Let's see what removing the short flats does for this one. So now Truex comes in with a 16.14 average finish to Byron's 14.88. Not much change between these two here. Driver ratings change a bit, however, with Truex falling off a bit to 101.6 and Byron shoots up to a 110.2. This warrants a good look into the speed rankings once again. On the comp tracks in the next gen era, Byron outshines Truex here up in second with a 5.33 average speed rank and Truex lands in P4 with a 6.17. Again, very close, too close for a judgment call. Looking back at the Southern 500 has Truex ranked P3 and Byron P5. Still no help. Looking back at the loop data for this race last season. Again, no help as they're trading off stats there too. The books have done their homework this week. This one will come down to practice. Again, keep an eye on manufacturers to see who has good long run speed with good tire fall off and zero in on those two drivers alone to see which one may come out ahead. Definitely the hardest match of the week. The only thing that wins me over here is looking at their stage runs shows Truex in the front, a lot. He has seven stage wins, nearly collecting an eighth last season. So at this juncture, I have to pencil in the 19 as Rowdy's pick. Okay, looking at our final matchup as the six car Brad Keselowski going up against the 12 car Ryan Blaney. Looking at their career stats, Brad Keselowski, he has 19 races run at the track, six top five finishes, finishing up there in 31.58% of his runs. He's got 10 top 10 finishes, averaging 52.63 up there. Brad has one DNF. He's got 395 laps led over his career, averaging up to 20.789 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 11.7, and he has one win. Ryan Blaney, he's got 13 races run at the track, no top 5 finishes, 2 top 10 finishes, no DNFs, he has led 21 laps, and his average finish at the track is 17.8, he's still looking for his first win. Looking at the comp tracks here, Keselowski's average finish position comes in at 16.67, where Blaney comes in at 14.83, driver ratings has Keselowski averaging a 71.49, Blaney 91.39. Here's another match that has me scratching my head. Clearly Blaney shows better on the comp tracks. Eliminating the short flats now has the six average finish up to 14 and the 12 slides a couple points down to 16.13. Driver ratings bump Keselowski to a 78.04 and Blaney slips to 87.8. Showing the six cars just a bit better on this track type, yet Blaney's averages prevail still. More confusion. Let's see what the speed rankings have for us or the comp tracks sands the short flats again. Here's where we see Blaney showing up P10 with an average 10.83. Kez comes in 18th with a 15.33. Looking at their speed rankings from the last 500 miler here now has Keselowski in 8th with an average speed rank of 7.25. Blaney shows up in 9th with an average speed rank of 10th. Still too close to call once again. So now let's take a look at all the intermediate tracks from this season and see if that helps any. Here Ryan edges out Brad yet again with a 10.5 to a 13.38 respectively. Again, a bit too close to call. Now I'm going to fall back on what have you done for me lately. 
this is where RFK starts to take precedence. And looking back at their career stats at Darlington, it's a real good track for Keselowski. And the 12, he has had struggles at Darlington. Got a pencil in Brad K for this one as Rowdy's pick. All right, here's where we come to the point of the show where we take a look at Rowdy's season average. Last week at Daytona was a rough one, one out of four. So adding 10 points into my total in week 26, total points possible 1040. I'm currently sitting at 600. That puts me at 58, dropping me down one more percent, making it that much harder to crack that 60% margin. We'll get there. Okay, let's take a look at the sports books next and see how they have things ranked and see if we can't find any values in there. Then we'll take a look at a couple of long shots and Rowdy's winner pick. On top, we've got Martin Truex Jr. He's listed at plus 525. He opened at plus 700. Currently listed 525 at Barstool only. Next, you've got Kyle Larson listed at plus 650, only at Bet365. William Byron comes in next at plus 800. You can find him on Consensus, Bet365, DraftKings, BetRivers, and Barstool. Next, we've got Denny Hamlin at plus 850, only at BetMGM. Ross Chastain plus 1100 at BetMGM and BetRivers. Midway through the pack here, we've got Christopher Bell listed at plus 1200 at Bet365, BetRivers, and Barstool. Next in line, Kyle Busch. He opened at plus 1100, currently sitting at plus 1300, only at Barstool. Next, we've got Tyler Reddick at plus 1500 at Bet365 only. Kevin Harvick comes in next at plus 1600 at Consensus, Bet365, Caesars, Bet Rivers, and Barstool. Sounds like they all agree. And finally, we've got Brad Keselowski. He opened at plus 1600, currently sitting at plus 1800. As far as a couple of good values, I see Kyle Busch at plus 1300. He's a beast at Darlington, opened at 11 to 1, like I mentioned. Jump on 13 to 1 before it's gone. His last Southern 500, he finished P30, but led 155 laps before his engine expired. And Brad Keselowski, I like the 18 to 1 here after opening at 16 to 1. RFK is on fire right now, and that six car is due. This is a worthy bet. Okay, moving on, let's take a look at some long shot picks of the week. Austin Dillon is one to watch for this 500 miler. His average finish at the Southern 500 over the last four runs is a 9.75. He knows how to make it to the end of this very long race. He's cracked the top 10 five times in 14 tries. That is 36% of his runs at the track. You can find him for 200 to one for the outright. I'm not going there, but for a top 10, he's currently listed at plus 550. That I like. Okay, our next long shot. Again, we're going long this week. Eric Amarola jumps out at me for the 500. As his last five races, his average finish is a 12.4. He's knocking on the door to a top 10 finish. He's cracked the top 10 twice in his career, over 16 races, one top 10 in the Southern 500. His current outright is sitting at 250 to one for a real stretch, but for a top 10, you can pick him up for plus 800. Now this is a driver's track. I don't expect too much out of these guys. Most likely the top 10 will be dominated by playoff contenders, but both Austin and Eric are worthy of a bet based off of their payouts. Give one or both of them a shot. All right, moving on to the winner winner this week. Denny Hamlin is this week's winner winner pick. He finished P30 
and P2 over the last two Southern 500 races, averaging a 1.5 finish position. His average running position in that race had him second in field at 5.36. His driver rating topped the charts while he ran fourth fastest early in the run and fourth fastest late. Green flag speed had him ranked fourth while he ran 99.7% of his race in the top 15. You heard his stats at the top of the show. He, in my opinion, would be the one to beat when it comes to tire management on the 500 mile race. All right, that just about does it over here. Before I go, I want to invite you over to listen to another great NASCAR podcast, The Final Lap Weekly with Kerry Murphy and Toby Christie. They cover all things NASCAR. It's a fun and entertaining show. And once again, you get a little more Rowdy Dragon over there covering the fantasy end of things. Come on over to thefinalapp.com and check it out. Or you can find it over at tobychristie.com right there in the middle of the page. So that does it for this week's show. I bid you all good luck at Darlington this weekend. It's a long race. Stock up on your beers. Get your cookout ready to go. And I bid you good luck on this first round of the playoffs. All right, y'all. I'll be back with more of this good stuff next week. We'll see you then.